Sure, but isn't this what happens every single time mm-hmm. in the UFC? Where we think somebody gets really hyped up and then... Remember Brock Lesnar? <laughs> yeah. am, am I the only one who remembers Brock Lesnar in this room? What about the dude that was like, uh, they, he had all the YouTube clips? Oh, um, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo nice. Slice. Yeah, he went to people. He, for money, he'll go to your backyard and beat you up. <laughs> what you, a job. Did you ever watch that show called Bully Beatdown? I used to watch that on MTV. Um, you know what? I was going to watch it, and then I saw a casting notice for it, yeah. and, I was, and I just said, oh, if, if it's not even trying to be real, then I don't no, think I can really get behind it. It is real. They just have to have, find somebody that's like kind of being bullied or been a jerk to them, and then they that's who you cast. No, the whole, no, the whole reason... Like when you, we, we went to... We were on... on uh, it's not real. No, but we were on... Uh, uh, what was that show called? Kitchen Nightmares, right? We were on Kitchen Nightmares. Okay, was there not a casting notice for that show? There was a casting notice for that show. To but com- were we not real people going there to eat? That we is were. correct. We were. Okay. You're 100% correct in that. However, they were looking for people willing to get beat up by an MMA fighter, and then we'll pretend you're a bully later in the storylines. Let's not pretend like like I the actual bullying aspect of well, it was hey, real. You know what? If I want to see a jerk get beat up by an MMA fighter, I don't care if it's real or not. Thank you. <laughs> like this, seriously though, if, if you're like working in an office or like yeah. you're in you're in you're in uh, late high school, early college, and there's a guy who's knocking your books out of your hands, mm-hmm. calling you, making you, do you actually approach that guy and be like, "Hey, uh, can you come on the show and get beat up by an no, MMA fighter?" No, but the, fight? pro- the producers. Uh, Reach out to him. Not That's the... ridiculous, though. You wouldn't want to face your attacker in this particular way. Like, all of a sudden, you're going to get brave and like, oh, yeah, why don't you fight this MMA guy? That'll teach you. And then he punches you again because that's how bullies really work. <laughs> no, because then the MMA guy comes after you again because mayhem. mayhem. That show hasn't been on for like five May- years. Anyway. No, it hasn't. Uh, but but it, I, I enjoyed watching that th- show. Back then, I was wrestling a lot more, so yeah. I actually thought about giving it a shot. <laughs> oh, dude. I was almost. I wish you would. I almost have picked up the phone and been just like, uh, yeah, I'll just, I can pretend to be a bully for you guys. And if you pause but right there, gonna... you can see both of Ray's. <laughs> <laughs> I've been knocked. I've been knocked silly snap. before. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> I mean, what? Get in the thing with an MMA fighter. You know, get rocked around a little bit. Let's let's face it, the MMA fighter's really. He's probably not. No, I've seen it. Take it to the. Did those it really? Guys. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I not like they make them wear pad. The thing is, they make them wear padding around their face and stuff too. This well, one. sure, but the but you can't fake like putting him in those arm bars and stuff. No, like that. that's a quick tap. <laughs> yeah. Although, didn't some of the bullies actually beat the MMA fighters? Uh, it did happen a couple times. <laughs> oh my it gosh! Happened a couple times. That's how I, another reason how I know that's not real because now all of a sudden, if you're getting bullied and you bring that kid on, or you bring on the person and then they fight the MMA fighter and they beat the MMA hey, fighter, you your life you might as well move to the other side of the country. You know what? Your life is over. Styles make fights. Styles make fights. <laughs> That's true. So maybe this guy had a particular style that the guy wasn't strong at. Yeah, but ninety percent of all people in this world have no idea how to fight. Yeah. Well, some and of you those know guys, this is true. That the guy that the one that I saw beat uh, the he, MMA he fighter, he knew what he was doing. Well, he would have had to to beat an MMA oh, fighter. Oh, sure. Yeah. You don't you don't street yeah. brawl into beating an MMA right. fighter in that. He didn't situation. submit him or anything. He just won on like he just won by not getting tapped out. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> That would not have been me. Right. I would have been dumb and probably slow and caught a left hook that knocked me silly. We would all have enjoyed it. Let's go do it right now. Okay, let's go. After three... No. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, we didn't actually talk about Ronda Rousey, but we will in a sec. And you're listening to episode 114 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And you're with me this time. Yeah! Hey, how about that? Let's do it. Very, very exciting. But Ronda Rousey... Is, 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 
So we, we have a bunch of different camps now. You've got the people who want to poop talk Ronda Rousey and mm-hmm. say she's not she's not she nothing. You got the second group that's defending Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. saying like you guys never stepped in the ring, you don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like she's great, you're stupid, blah. She's twice the man you are, and she's a lady. And then you get the third camp of people who's me who are just like, maybe it's possible Ronda Rousey just started reading her press clippings a little bit too hard. She started yeah. worrying about being a showman more than an actual professional fighter. I think there's a fourth camp too that that was kind of behind Ronda Rousey and that after she didn't touch gloves and seemed ill-prepared for this fight and seemed a little cocky that is kind of not behind her oh, anymore, Oh, a little too. cocky? <laughs> when the ref said, and what was wrong with this ref, though? Did, did, he, did he just, like, fall behind the moment? Because when you say touch gloves, I've seen it in a boxing match before. One guy walks away, and the ref's like, stop. You yeah. get back here. Touch you touch gloves. those gloves. You respect my authority. You know what? He didn't want to get knocked out by Ronda. Um, well, clearly, that wasn't going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't knocking nobody out this last week. Yeah. But, I mean, she was, what, 12-0? Twelve and zero, and her opponent was was it Holly? Was that her name? Holly Holm. Holly Holm. She was ten and zero, boxing believe. champion, former boxing champion. And Ronda Rousey, like this, this is not a tomato can they put in front of her. Like apparently, twelve others before her. Yeah, uh, she came out and handed her butt, butt to her. her. I mean, it was just it was legit, man. But she's all like making like she's I don't even know like Ronda Rousey just looked like she was acting the fool out there. I don't like how she did that before. I don't like how she uh, you know is avoiding the press now after the fight too. Like man up, man up. Man, Man up, lady. or woman up, lady. Woman up. I mean, here's the deal. You can't talk all the smack you talk and be on TV as much as you've been on. It's not like they snuck you on TV. Yeah. You knew exactly what you were doing. You were you were creating your own hype machine, and people were all about it. You can't all of a sudden just disappear and pretend like nothing happened. I mean, there's going to be a rematch. What happens if she loses again? Uh, then the hype's gone. She's done, right? Yeah. Because this happens in MMA all the time. She's done as uh, you know, as the champion because she can't be that girl. Obviously, no, she can't be Holly Holm if she loses to her again. Now it's possible she can adjust, but I heard people saying on the radio day, like people that were authorities on MMA, is like the adjustments she needs to make. It's going to take her like a year. Yeah, the adjustments you make. Don't be so slow on a left jab because we just watched the fight in its entirety. Well, she's not. She's not really a puncher. That's not Jeez, her thing oh, normally. She did win, like I think her fight before that as a puncher, and maybe that gave her a little bit of hubris. Tons of hubris in that match. Uh, but uh, fake hubris. I mean, not, not correct. No, you can have hubris. We could be completely yeah. misplaced and unwarranted. Misplaced hubris. <laughs> That's the name of our band, Ray. Misplaced, misplaced hubris? hubris? I'll be honest with you. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally. I can't front man for that, though, anymore. My voice Now the destroyed. day two. Now with their debut album. Boom, boom, boom. Misplaced boom, hubris. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I'm boom, a mighty, mighty. I'm young and I'm in my prime. We're playing too much Fallout. Yes! <laughs> we start singing 40s tunes. Well, let's talk about what we're going to break down this episode. So Ronda Rousey, final word, uh, not that good. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, she can she can bounce back. I'm very I happy for her to bounce back. I would love for her to come back and actually uh, win the next fight and have these two be rivals. Because that's what we've not seen in MMA women's fighting so far is two women. Like, it's always been kind of dominated by one person, right? Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. What if Ronda Rousey comes back in a very hard-fought fight, beats Holly Holm mm-hmm. in the rematch? The way Ronda Rousey's been like working right now, she probably doesn't even offer a third, third, uh, third match, right? No best of three. She says, oh, I got over. What do I need to fight her again for? Interesting. Well, but then there's also probably she's, she, she's worried about people's opinions. Obviously, that's why she's not out talking right now. That's why she's hiding at LAX under her blankets. She's, she's hiding. She doesn't want people to see that she has a bruised up face i'm sorry you you, you know you got to take the good with the bad if you're going to go out there and talk all that smack then when you get smacked down you got to man up and yeah you can't blame the media when you invited them to your house thank you 
<laughs> you know, you can't. Outrageous. You know, you can't be like posing like you're a model at the at the appra- the weigh in. Yeah, and then uh, not talk after. You know. Yeah, you can't. You're projecting this character. Uh, maybe the character's dead. Maybe she's going to get serious again after this because obviously she 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 fell victim to her own hype. Are she is she just turning heel right now? Right? To use, to use the terminology of you wrestlers. That is correct. Uh, I don't think so. No. no. So what is it then? I don't. She she got full of herself and she got beat. She didn't but, take it seriously. It seems obvious. Okay, but there's not taking it seriously because she wasn't prepared. But there's also like, why is she not touching gloves? Why is she acting? like She was that? trying to project this image of being a ba Baracus. Hmm. I mean, she was really trying to like do this, you know. Bam! I think thing. people that that have to, that actually can do that don't. Like, I didn't see Mike Tyson do that. Mike Tyson went, "Okay, great to meet you before the fight." And then when the bell rings, you're not wrong. Knock you out. You're not wrong. Oh, you think Mike Tyson ever didn't touch gloves? No, he touched gloves. He respected no. you, and because he respected you, he made the fight last no longer than it needed to. Yeah, thank you. Thirteen seconds later, we're done. And then if it was lasting too long, he would just eat your ear. He would eat your ear if he if he can't <laughs> beat you, he's going to eat you. He would eat the canvas or eat your ear. It's, it's one, one of the, the two things. Um, we're going to talk about uh, uh, NFL Week Nine. Talk about some Walking Dead, and uh, we've been playing a lot of Fallout. Have a lot we? of Fallout Four. Have we? Well, you've played, you, you, you think you've played 40 or 50 hours. Yeah, probably. I'm up well over 20 now. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I took me a while to get going. Mm-hmm. Just, just didn't have the time last week. I'm starting to find that time now. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about Fallout 4 a little bit for you video game fans Let's out there. Let's do it. So, we're going to talk about that. Let's start with NFL. Let's do it after three seconds of EMF. What a week in the NFL. Foosball. Foosball. <clears throat> Lots of reasons for me and you to be happy, Brent, and wow. otherwise be lost Ex- seasons. We have exercised the demons. This house is clear. clear. <laughs> you know what else I do, Brent? Mm. I clear. I clear. I clear. Both in Walking Dead and Fallout. That's right. So, yeah, we exercised some demons this week. You finally got over on Denver Broncos' Peyton Manning. <sighs> Was it one in seventeen before that one against Peyton Manning or something? 17. That's silliness. You know that game Sunday felt like seventeen wins right there. It did. Hey, uh, uh, the Lions. I don't know if you heard the stat at all on Sunday. The Lions hadn't won in Green Bay since nineteen ninety one. Brent. Wow. Boy, nobody mentioned that. I wish somebody had Joe Buck. <laughs> the writing was on the wall. The greatest part about the well, there were many great parts for me about the Chiefs finally winning in Denver. By yes. the way, I don't know. I don't even know the last time we won in Denver. Yeah, probably not. Ninety one, but it, I bet it's been at you least. Think? I bet it's been at least ten years. I'm wondering what the new record is for futility in one stadium. That's because. <laughs> but my rough. favorite part was, the you know the, the announcers got in on the trolling. Like, so at one point in the game, they showed Peyton Manning. They showed a stat that said Peyton Manning five completions. Cairo Santos field goal kicker for the Chiefs five field five field goals. Peyton Manning goes well. Let, let's we'll get there in a sec. Let's let's work our way there because we have a lot to say about those. Oh yeah. But we, we do want to hit the other games as well. So we open up on Thursday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills, Tyrod Taylor goes into the Jets and wins. I thought every time Rex Ryan has a meltdown, his teams like don't do not do well. Or is it every time he has a meltdown with the press, the Jets don't do well? Well, the Jets regardless don't have if a quarterback. Not. The Jets do not have a quarterback. Let's be honest. Fitzpatrick's been great this year for what we expected out of Fitzpatrick. He's been great. Look. The reason they're relevant is because Geno Smith got injured. Can we just put that out there? I don't think so. How about the troll move? EK and Impale was a team captain for the Bills. 
I mean, Rex Ryan's the best, right? Don't you wish he was your coach? Yeah, and he says, oh, well, that wasn't the reason why. Oh, nothing to do with why that at all. Why didn't he just come out and say that it is? Yeah. I would respect him more if he did, though. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I'm I, rubbing it in their face. Because he can't. Why not? Everybody knows it. It's one of those deals where I think, like, if he actually comes out and admits it, then it becomes, like, low quality. But if the fact he actually, like, pretends that he didn't know, oh, please. Oh, please, Rex Ryan. He is the best, though. Do you not love Rex Ryan? I like him as the coach of another team, not mine. I want him for the coach of the Lions. Oh, please. We would be relevant immediately. People would be talking about us, and our offense would still be bad. <laughs> That's a Rex Ryan team in a nutshell. Um, so we've got Miami Dolphins going to Philadelphia and winning. What is up with either of these teams right now? Miami <laughs> and Philadelphia. Can you figure out either one of these teams? Well, Philly's going to do their normal thing. They're going to start backsliding at the end of the year. They're only a half game out of first place right now. I know. But that, that's where that last year, too, they, they start out really hot. And also Sam Bradford's hurt. But it's a war of attrition now. Do you really believe in the New York Giants as the team going to pull out that division? I believe that they have the best quarterback in that division right now. Well, of the people that are healthy. We're almost back. Well, We'll I'll see. take Romo over Eli. We'll but see it's if he's pro- healthy. But it's close. We'll see if he's healthy. For sure. Oh, you don't like Kirk Cousins? Also, like a half game out of first place right now after they put a whooping on the New Orleans Saints? Uh, let's see here. Moving down the list. What of- did RG3 do this week? Uh, he ordered a sandwich. Oh, how was it? At Subway. Uh, he ordered it with uh, sweet onion chicken teriyaki, but no dressing. Oh, really? So, oddly enough, not that good. Huh. Weird. He should have got the uh, jalapenos because Mike Trout. You know Mike Trout? He can handle the heat. He can handle the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers whoop on Cleveland, and you, you have good things to say about Johnny Manziel from this game? Oh, he had great trash stats. <laughs> trash stats. <laughs> if you had him on your fantasy team, you're like, oh, he played great. Your trash stat, player of the week. Johnny Manziel, I think he's going to be the trash stat player of the week many weeks in you know, his what's career. Funny is he used to have this look like he was super cocky, like he was super confident. Now he kind of looks like he's got this kind of vacant look. when he's- Doesn't he have that glaze in his eyes? That yeah. just He's just got that thousand-yard stare when he goes out into the field. Like He's just not ready for anything the NFL has to offer. Yeah. Hey, remember when the Browns traded uh, draft picks to move up into the first round to take him? Yeah, you remember when everyone was like, oh, man, the Chiefs should take him. And I was like, no. I was hoping the Chiefs would Uh, take him. Didn't I say from day one on this show, he's a bust. He is a walking bust. And when the Browns took him, that just cemented the standings. Oh, poor Johnny Manziel. Chicago Bears, What? what is this team? What is the St. Louis Rams? I, like It was just a bizarre week this I've week. I've been saying this all season, though. There's no team that's like consistently good, and there's no team that can't beat a good team I every disagree. once in a while. There's one team I can talk about right now. Oh, Detroit? They're consistently bad. <laughs> oh. Okay. Even in the win. Oh, we'll get there. Um, no, but yeah, but the Patriots and the Panthers are cut above everyone else right now. You could almost put the Cardinals on that list, too. Yeah. Of teams that are just way better. And you can also put the Denver bro. Uh, no. uh, uh, uh. Uh, but yeah, Chicago puts a whoop in, in St. Louis, a team that usually has a normally very good defense. And they did it without um, Alshon Jeffrey doing anything. The yeah, Bears didn't did do anything. Nothing. Neither did uh, their, uh, what's their tight end's name? The other guy that gets Oh, all Martellus the Bennett. Martellus Bennett. He, he wasn't good either. either. You know why? I had both of them on my team, Ray. Oh, I started Jeremy Langford. You know what? I won he that week. It. <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty good for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's see. Tampa Bay beat Dallas. It's like we all kind of saw that one coming, though, didn't we? Yeah. Dallas loses seven in a row when Romo goes down. Oh, man. Des Bryant's melting down. Like, what do you do if you're the Cowboys? And this season is lost now. I don't care about what Skip Bayless or any of these dummies have to say. You this win their team next is seven. not good. You got to win their next seven. It's been done. Why before. are they acting like they can do it? Well, <laughs> they can't. It's over. There, it has been done before. The Lions have done it before. The Lions in 1995 started two and seven, won their last seven, got 
curb stomped in the playoffs by Philadelphia. San Diego did a similar thing, too. So it can be done. It can be done. And with their offensive line, and if they have Romo back, there's no – they've been in a – look, they lost seven games. Most of them were really close games. It's true. So you imagine if Romo was playing, they win at least five of those games. That's right. But do, does winning five more games put them in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, it's I'm seven saying, and nine. No, I'm saying right now the rest of the team, if they had a good quarterback, right. If they had Romo playing, oh, they'd have they'd more wins. Be seven right now. and two. I don't think they'd be seven and two. In they the, were two and zero. Oh. They were two and zero. Oh. Look at all the games. You want to look back at all the games they lost really close? No. And just say that like Romo's say that, say not. They, they Romo's not. Romo's not one touchdown better than Brandon Whedon or Matt Castle. Uh, I don't think so because he didn't play. Let's look really fast. You got to look by the numbers. Okay, so let's just go back. Let's do week by week right now, Dallas yeah. Cowboys, okay? okay? Week three, after they were, they're 2-0. and At home against Atlanta, they had a big lead in that game and blew it 39-28. Okay, so would, would you say that they would have won that with Romo? They had a big lead. Tell you what, let's just put that on the list of games that would be uh, 50-50, and then we'll just split those okay. games in half, and then we'll see where they'd be at, okay? Okay, they lost to the Saints in overtime. They definitely would have won that game with Romo. Uh, won the game with Romo? Yeah, I'll put that as a W. They got blown out by New England. So that's a loss. That's a loss. They lost... By one touchdown at the Giants. We'll put that as a 50-50 game. Okay. They lost by one to Seattle. They would have won that one. I, again, 50-50 game. No, they lost by one point, dude, without Romo. You can't say that they're not two points better without Romo. No, that's fine. Okay, fine. Philly game was, went to overtime. That's a win, too. It's overtime. 50-50, it's overtime. You don't know. I'm going to put that in a 50-50. Keep going. Okay. Lost 10-6, to Tampa Bay. They would have won that game. Uh, again, I'll go 50-50. So you're going to say 50-50? What are you talking about? You can't say that Tony Romo's not... F- Four points? They're not that, four points better with Tony Romo? That still you're ridiculous if you're at, saying that. At what, I, at what I have right here still puts them at four and three in those seven games instead of zero oh and seven, which puts them at six and three. Six and three, which and is still definitely in the playoffs. Decent. Yeah. So a six and three team, who's to say they can't go on a seven zero run? Um, me, because <laughs> they this. I'm not, not saying they're going to. I'm saying they shouldn't give up on the season yet. They nine and seven can get them in the playoffs, especially in their division is not. You they know, still have to play. You know, Green Bay. Although right now, oof, Green Bay's terrible right now. Who knows? But they're six and three team right now. I just think it's very very silly that uh, there's plenty of bad teams out there, and Dallas is among the bad teams right now. Well, they're, they're bad because they lost their quarterback. I don't think that I don't think that they are a uh, uh, nine and zero right now. If Tony Romo's playing, I didn't that's say all I'm that. Saying. But they, but if they go four and three or five, I said five and two. You said four and three. That's only one game difference. It's true. So they'd be six and three right now, and definitely a, a, a favorite to win that division. But who even knows? Like wacky stuff's been happening over and over again. Uh, we've got the Carolina Panthers, a very dominant team, goes into Tennessee and just puts a whooping on them. Boring game, not much to talk about. Cam yeah. Newton's fantastic. Like Cam just, Newton danced for. 15 seconds after his one touchdown. He did, and the Tennessee team got pissed. And you know what Cam Newton had to say after the game? Don't let me score. Yeah, don't let me score. Don't let me score. You know, it's hard to stop a player from scoring if he's quarterback. Right. Just saying. Uh, Especially if you're Tennessee. Uh, Let's see here. The Washington Redskins, another game I couldn't figure out. The Redskins, the Washington football team, the Washington Warriors, 47-14 to over the Saints. The Saints are not good, dude. The Saints, they were good last week. Against who? Oh, they weren't good last week. Yeah. <laughs> they lost in overtime to Tennessee. Thank you. Tennessee, who is horrible, well, as we just mentioned. And Rob Ryan got his butt handed to him. He got fired. Yeah. Uh, correctly, right? If you're yes. the Saints, why did you even bring back Rob Ryan this season? He lost that defense halfway through last year, never got it back, and then it was worse this year. Like, what did you think was going to happen? He just suddenly, with less talent, was going to do more with it? I guess. And Rob Ryan's going to get another DC job probably in a year or two. Probably, probably with the off. Jets. Probably with the Jets. Oh no, he's not going to work with his brother because his brother would feel bad his about. His brother said. Him. His brother said it'd be fun. It would be fun. He said that today. To be fair, 
Uh, Minnesota Vikings, they're really, really good. They went into Oakland. Uh, there's a real seven and two team right there, and they haven't even they have that's their first game against Oakland in yeah. Oakland. Uh, going to the West Coast is hard. Yeah. I don't care. It's you, hard. You can giggle puss about it, but it's hard. Uh, Thirty to fourteen. Like, that's the first good game they played all year. That team is seven and two. Yeah, they're legit. I've seen them play twice. They played terribly against us twice and still whooped us. Yeah, but you guys are terrible too. Well, no, nah, apparently not that bad. Mm. Uh, let's see here. We got the uh, New England Patriots and the Giants. Exorcist. It's a week about exercising demons, right? Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. Always win. Well, they've been losing the Super Bowl to them. Uh, here's the deal. Giants aren't making the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. How about this? Patriots go undefeated this year. 18-0, get to the Super Bowl, face the four-seed New York Giants. Who would you put your money on? Do they exercise the final demon, or does they go 4-3 and three against Eli Mannings? I think I would pick probably the Giants, and then they probably would lose on like a last-second pick six by JPP. Jeez, oh, a pick six by JPP? Yeah. He catches it with his two fingers? Hey, he's catching it with his one good hand. He says, I Odell Beckham every catch because I don't have a choice. <laughs> that would be amazing if JPP won the Super Bowl on a pick six. Uh, yes, it would. Yeah. It would be more amazing if the Giants make the playoffs, <laughs> as far yeah. as I'm concerned. But let's see here. Arizona Cardinals beat Seattle in Seattle. Arizona's that good. They got off to a big lead. They were behind in the fourth the quarter. They wrote it to the end. They were behind in the fourth quarter. And they wrote it. They 39 they points. Won. They came back and won at the end. 39 points in Seattle yeah. was very, very yeah, hard to do. That's very, very do. good. I'm just saying, they didn't you, They didn't ride it the whole way. They they gave up a big lead, and then they, and they came, came back. back and won. Got to yeah. do it. They're just that good. Yeah. And we've got the Houston Texans going into Cincinnati. We all called that, right? Oh, yeah. Now, how do you feel about Andy Dalton? I watched Hard Knocks, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> in week nine. Week 10. Or 10. Week 10. Houston's got Cincy. Cincy probably got be seven to one, eight and zero, and they're going to take them. Yeah, everyone th- in Cincy, everybody thought that they're going to turn the the red rifle into the yeah. red rifle. Talk to BB me about gun. that JJ Watt or uh, Andy Dalton feud that has just started. Well, he's talking about how JJ Watt after the game says, "Well, our job was to make the red rifle look like the red rider BB gun," and I think we did that. And that was fantastic. That was great. I watched it live. I bust out laughing. So what do you do? What are you supposed to do if you're Andy Dalton? Listen, if you're a good quarterback, an established mm-hmm. quarterback who's a professional leader of men, you go, oh, man, yeah, that was funny. Ha ha, funny, or whatever. We'll get Boy, him next time. Uh, next time we play them, he better look out that J.J. Watts. Yeah. Uh, what, what you don't do. What you don't do is go, hey, that's, you're, you're immoral. That's against the code of the NFL. You're kids, immoral. Kids are listening to you. He didn't curse. They're making fun of me. Yeah. Guys, he didn't get mad about uh, uh, Richard Sherman saying, uh, 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 you know what he oh, said. Oh, you're about being immoral. Being immoral, but you're embracing a uh, uh, you're embracing a, a moniker that is violent. It's a red rifle. I call him the Ginger Ninja. Thank you, <laughs> but I like that better. But I like Andy Dalton generally. But come on, dude. You know what I call him Just after last night's game? The redheaded stepchild. Whoa. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the games we really care about. Let's we'll go ahead and start with your game. Okay, Kansas City Chiefs. Talk to me, Brent. The floor is yours. Ah, uh, we were just, exercising. We the were demon. just hitting Peyton Manning, and he was throwing up like little weak. It looked like the ball was slipping out of his hand, just intercepting him all over the place. He looked terrible. Yeah, he looked really. He bad. looked worse. But he was getting hit a lot too. He hasn't looked good all season. No. He looked worse yesterday yeah. or Sunday. You know, they, they benched him in the mid-third quarter, and they had their whole offense had, like, a total of 35 yards. He had thrown the stats on Peyton Manning on the day. Five completions in 20 attempts for mm-hmm. 35 yards and four interceptions with no touchdowns. I would just like to point out that he had a zero quarterback rating. Oh. And you know the last, I believe the last quarterback, this, this is, everything comes full circle, Ray. 
no matter how long it takes. Guess who the last quarterback to have a zero quarterback rating against the Chiefs was? Against the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Considering who I just said, Peyton Manning. Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf! There it is. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. It all comes Hey, they're circle. together again. Peyton they're, Manning and Ryan Leaf. And if you look back, they're basically they had the same career. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody Peyton tried to argue had, me at a bar uh, a week or two ago yeah. that uh, Peyton Manning was obviously a better quarterback than Tom Brady. And I and he's just like, well, look at the numbers. I go, well, look at the championships, dude. Peyton Manning got one that he kind of like he had to beat Rex Grossman. Mm-hmm. He got lucky to get catch Rex Grossman and in two thousand six. He didn't ha- even have a good game in that game. And they won in spite of him in that year. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? He's the guy. He's the, he's Andy Dalton with a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning is. He's better than Andy Dalton, but you know, I think the thing about him is. And, you know, I, we've all seen it. Like, we've both played sports throughout our life. There are some guys that are good. There, there's guys that what you, what you would call in the video gaming world new beaters. Yes. And then there's guys when you play like a really good team, like his own coach, his former coach called him a teeth clencher, which means when he's playing a hard, a hard team and something bad goes, he doesn't, he doesn't stay loose. He gets all nervous yep. and tight. Yeah. And he doesn't play well in those games. And... Speaking of that, Andy Dalton right now in prime time or playoff games, four and twelve. Four and twelve. Hey, but you know what? At least he got four. <laughs> Give him that. Andy Dalton, though. I mean, he's he's uh, Joe Flacco without a ring. Uh, he's he's uh, been in Joe the league. Flacco's got a much bigger arm than him. It's true, but at the same, well, he also doesn't have the receivers too. Having AJ Green makes you look good. I mean, to be fair. But uh, on top of that, though, uh, Andy Dalton four years, four playoff appearances. You know, no wins. You know what I heard? You know, I, I Flacco you know, did a similar thing, we but don't with usually, wins. We don't usually talk about like other uh, radio shows or podcasts, or sure. Something, but uh, Colin Cowder was saying is like, uh, your boy, yeah, my boy. Um, I, I mean, not always, but I, I think he's interesting to listen to. I think he has an interesting perspective, and that's why I listen to him. Uh, I don't listen said, to Colin Coward because I'm not a fan of bad radio. But keep going. Interesting. Uh, anyway, he he basically mentioned, hey, uh, people are always talking about these how it's a court how. The wide receivers dominate the league now. There's all these great wide receivers. Well, who are all the great wide receivers now? Des Bryant, no ring. Uh, who else? Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, no ring. A.J. Green. A.J. Green, no ring. Uh, you got to put Calvin on the list. Calvin Johnson, no ring. Julio Jones. Julio Jones, no ring. Those are my top five right there. Thank you. Uh, uh, but who are all the New England guys? They all have rings. And none of them are in the league and, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> including the ones from last year. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, it's more about quarterbacks, I think, than it is wide receivers. It's great to have good wide receivers, but there's something to be said about the, I don't know why it is about the wide receiver position where these guys are such divas and they, they cause trouble on the team, right? That's because, you know, the, to be fair, though, that... Uh, Calvin Johnson doesn't usually do that, though. Calvin Johnson is the one guy. And Julio Jones, too. And Julio Jones. Julio Jones. But Des Bryant, diva. Diva. A.J. Green doesn't do that. Yeah. Demarius Thomas but a back little in the bit. Day, you know, Demarius, you know, he talks about how only winners get wings. That's not a commercial. It's one of my favorite commercials. Pretty great. You know who's in that commercial? Neil Gargulio. That's correct. <laughs> Our friend, Neil Gargulio. 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 You're saying it wrong. Oh, Mobby. <laughs> but uh, as a Chiefs fan, is your season like saved from the brink at this point? Are you winning the Super Bowl this year, Brent? Yes. No Jamal Charles, yes. no problem. Gosh, that's what would happen, huh? Like, Sharkhandrick West has really played well. He's been great. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, well, to be fair, though. He's also... I have to check to be 100% sure, but he's also the best player ever named Shark Hendrick to play in the NFL. You know, I'm going to go ahead and put that on the record right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is correct. But uh, the Broncos went from two weeks ago. They handled Green Bay handily, mm-hmm. and then they pooped the bed against the Colts. They really, like, deft themselves against you guys. And now people are looking at Denver, who are 7-2 and two still. 
They're still fantastic team. Yeah. They're three games up in the division well, on uh, the Raiders they have and the a Chiefs. Good, they have a good defense. Now, you remember, if you will look back to week two when Kansas City had a lead with 30 seconds left and, and pooped the bed and lost the game. Oh, Kansas City pooped that bed. If that game goes the opposite way, Denver's 6-3 and three and Kansas City's 5-4. and four. It's true. And but, it's, it's a different ball game. Yeah. But you know what? It's not what happened. It's not what happened. Uh, and then finally, final game of the week, the one we I saved till last because it's so important. Brendan, I don't know if you knew this. Since 1991, <laughs> it was mentioned every five seconds since 1991. What? <laughs> that the Lions had never won in Lambeau Field. You know why? Because the Lions loved the band Color Me Bad. It's true. And they were sad to see them go. Hey, they want to sex you up. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record. Hey, they adore two or more. Uh, I can tell you for a fact they are down with OPP, and that's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm I'm out. Um, yeah, Detroit of all the years of all the stupid, stupid years, the year where hey. we it means nothing for us at all. It just for nothing. Why is this the team? Why couldn't last year's team, when it was a two seed on the line, all go Det- into Lambeau and win? All Detroit had to do to win that game was just rush, rush the football. It's Paul Abdul. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you know what though? They're still the one. <laughs> for me <laughs> oh my gracious wait was that was that that wasn't 1991 i thought it was 1991 no nah, i was later no well i still want it to be true so you know what i probably said that at some point in 1991 yeah i'm gonna count it <laughs> don't sure. care um okay 1991 like that's just a long time and i put on the lions um the lions fan page that i'm on mm-hmm. i said guys Put your money down right now. The Lions are going to win today in Lambeau for one very, very important reason. Because I picked Green Bay in my suicide pool, and now I'm out. I pull where it is a badge of honor. I'm not kidding. I had no less than a half dozen different Lions fans write me and say, you took one for the team. Thank you. Thank you for taking one. Because I right now, if I switch from Green Bay to another team, that last field goal for Mason Crosby goes through and we lose. Get I out guarantee of here. that's you how fate works. You cannot sell me on you. Oh, you lost three grand because you didn't win our suicide pool. Probably wasn't and that much, but yeah. No, it's it's three grand. It might be eight grand, right? Eight grand. It might Get be eight here. grand. You could have bought a car. Oh, but I'll take that win in Green Bay. I will. Over a car. I will. It, what car am I getting for the two grand I was probably going to get? Uh... Better one than the one you have. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't even know what my you car's have. not worth. I don't even grand. know what you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'll say right now, money is just money. This is a feeling that what that feeling I got walking into work that day. Money is money, Ray. Money is so money. Doesn't they matter. Don't, it doesn't even know it. No, I'll take a Lions victory over a little bit of cash any day because there's still no guarantee. It's not a little anyway. bit. It's a little okay, bit. Okay, whatever. Mister lives in a palace where. I live in three, a mansion. Three grand is a little money. You know, okay, $200. That would probably be, I would say, maybe that's yeah. a little bit of money. Two, three grand? Two grand is not life-changing money. Sorry, Chiefs. If you're one in seven already, <laughs> you can afford to have another loss. I mean, for the record, I did bet Go on Go get Green them next year in Green I, Bay. I did bet on Green Bay because, I mean, the curse was right there. But then the more people were playing up the curse and giving the Lions no chance in that game, I sat back and I go, oh, I got a feeling. And I, I could have, but here's the deal. Here's one another the honest to God truth, mm-hmm. Brent, and why I'm not mad about it. You know right. what? Who I would have taken if uh, if I would have switched off of Green Bay? You would have taken Denver. I would have taken Denver. So I would have lost either way. At least I lose with my principles oh, still in my hands. Denver, that would have been even better. Had Denver now had Denver won, maybe I maybe I do feel bad about it. But I know for a fact that's where I would have gone with my pick. Yeah, and I would have you would have been trolling me triple hard had I done that. Would oh, you not? That would have been great. Yeah. So. Here's the deal. I was fated to lose. But so what? At least trolling you, that's worth. You can't take a little trolling for three grand. Get out of here. Um, No, because then Green Bay would have won, and I would have been extra trolling. 
Yeah. I know them. The, and the, the worst part, the Lions bumbled their way through this game. They had no first downs. They had three points at the half. It was tied 3-3. Three to three. They get an Amir Abdul 104-yard kickoff return to start the second half. And didn't score. Does it? Now he did score. No, oh, sir, he did not. The referees decided he I'm looking he at the not. box score. He did not. Yeah, here's the deal. He, he did a Superman pose and actually got the ball over the line when his belly hit. They still put him at the four-yard line. <laughs> Longest play in NFL history to not score. He just got the record. So what you're saying, he's like the least least money guy of all time in the NFL. Uh, I like him. <laughs> least clutch. Get 104 <laughs> yards and don't score. And don't score. You know what? Got to finish. Got to close. I, somebody tried to trade me Amir Abdul in our fantasy league last no. week. I did. Uh, so they, they end up scoring the touchdown. Matt Stafford got it done when he needed to get it done. I mean, absolutely. But the, the final sequence where they get the Packers have to go the length of the field, and they had a fumble that was reviewed and returned. They had, like, one stupid play after another, some penalties. How did they even get a chance at that field goal at the end? So what ends up happening, they march all the way down the field with, like, uh, uh, 30 seconds to go, yeah. and they hit that touchdown play. Uh, and I'm just looking at everybody in the bar I'm watching with, and it's just, uh, guys, we're going to lose this game. Don't worry about it. They go for the two-point conversion. Great defensive play. The Lions just sent the house, got right up the middle on uh, Aaron Rodgers and made him throw the ball, and our guy knocked it out of the receiver's hands. Really, really good defensive play, and I'm like, don't worry about it. All we got to do is put Calvin out there. He sure is hands in the league. Calvin <laughs> misplaced the ball. Uh... He tries to catch it behind his head and to the right. It bounces off his hands. Green Bay recovers. Gets one play all the way down. Now, also, the Green Bay scoreboard operators, uh, I don't want to say some uh, negligence, but uh, the one thing I could have complained about, have you ever heard of an onside kick that lasted that long that took no time off the clock? Because the Green Bay scoreboard operators didn't did not run this clock at all. So there were seven extra seconds on the, on the table. By the way, five seconds left when the Green Bay tried to kick that field goal. Yeah. <laughs> 51-yarder. And Detroit had 10 men on the field. <laughs> They had 10 men on the field in the most crucial field goal they of their ran a season. Fake punt. They should have ran a fake field goal. They would have been a touchdown. They would have lost. 10 men, and they still block it. They still get a finger on Like, you want to talk about fate, a team bumbling their way into success. I don't understand how a, such a poorly coached Lions team, and I'm going on the record right now, I don't know what Jim Caldwell's doing anymore. Oh, wow. So now you're finally off the Jim Caldwell. This has like been a year of miracles, Ray. I'm getting you to admit things that you never would admit before. Can I say this I've right now? I've told you forever that he's not a good coach. I, I would still have him back next year. Oh, my god! I would. Because he, he comes with Terrell Austin, who's a very good defensive coach. Are you coach. like Stockholm I don't want to throw out the baby with Stockholm the Stockholm syndrome? Is that what's happening? Um, here's the deal. The Lions gave Rod Marinelli three seasons. <laughs> and he went 0-16. I think he's gone after the season. I think this win keeps him back for a third year. I don't think so because do. they they got rid of the GM already. Who are you going to get? The GM's going to well, the GM's going to get their own person. I think the GM's going to come in, put some stuff into place, give get call- rid of that bum Stafford. Oh geez, not going to happen. Get get like a not seventh seventh round pick, seventh round pick for a franchise quarterback. Or maybe they'll ask them if there's is there a tenth round this year? Can we get a tenth round pick? Okay, keep that's it- all we'll get for Matt Stafford. So keeping it real right now, if the Lions offered you the Chiefs, Matthew Stafford for Alex Smith, you would say? No. You are such a liar. No. Nope. You are such a liar. You know why? Alex Smith's a winner. What has he won? He's won the NFL. He was the first overall pick. Oh, wait, so was Stafford. It does a push. Yeah, okay. He won the NFL. He's won, no, he hasn't won the won NFL. He's won playoff games. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Stafford would win playoff games for the Chiefs, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would just... Uh, he, look... 
what I'm most concerned about Matt Stafford, if he went to Kansas City, not the offense that they run. I think he could run that offense. I think that there are uh, 12 barbecue places within walking distance, which for Matt Stafford is a half block, uh, within a walking distance of the stadium. So I just worry that he'd be like he'd turn into the hefty lefty. Oh, he's going to get left-handed overnight as well. Well, yeah, he'll probably be eating so much with his right hand that he'll have to. He'll be have a sandwich his right hand and have to throw his left hand. You are just the worst. (laughs) Uh, I'm happy for the Lions. I mean, hey, exercise those demons, man. Set set the tone. Yeah, good on you. I mean, I'm really happy about it. Like they bumbled their way to victory, and I don't. I still say you bring Caldwell back one more season, give him one more chance. See, when you exercise those demons, a lot of times it happens in a way where you're just like, we've played much better in these games and lost. We've brought considerably better teams to in lesser Green Bay teams than this year. Why is this the year that wins? And just shows you cannot you cannot judge the NFL. You just never know. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of that, we're gonna come on back. We're gonna talk a little bit more after three seconds of Prince. Walking Dead, uh, two episodes in a row back-to-back that were so good, and now we had this one. It was a little bit of a letdown. I mean, I think that's the general uh, opinion of people. Uh, it You're seeing it posted a lot online. It wasn't as good as the other ones. But those but were there was, five, it was still, top five episodes. Still, yeah, there was those were great episodes, and it's always going to have a little. You can't have like three of the best episodes of all time in a row. It just doesn't happen. What are you Breaking Bad? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so it was just I found this whole thing like a lot of people have been complaining for a while now. Why have we not had a Daryl Dixon episode? Everybody's favorite character is Daryl Dixon. Well, I want a Daryl episode, so you get a full-on Daryl episode. Here's my and question. And people complain about it. When are they going to kill Daryl? Let's kill him. Oh, my goodness. Come on. I, you would have I, a revolt in I, the I streets want someone to just take a crossbow right to Daryl Dixon's head. Are you kidding me? That guy's not even from the comic book. Fair Darryl, enough. I would be sad if that happened. Yeah, you would be very upset. I like Daryl. But you know what? I don't get the... I, like, I think that if they did ever, ever kill off Daryl... I think it's good for the show because it's something that, for me, like what makes this show great and some other shows great is that they're willing to kill off anybody at any sure. time. So you can't sit there and be like, oh, well, I know he's not going to – he looks like he's going to get killed, but he's not going to. Is it that way, though? Because I know so many people when they, when they quote-unquote, killed Glenn, uh, they said, I'm done with this show now. I'm Oh, they killed Glenn? Mm-hmm. I'm out. Oh, I'm done with it. Like, if they killed Daryl, wouldn't you get the entire South stop watching I'm the show? I'm saying myself as a savvy <laughs> TV watcher and as a person that doesn't like predictable things. Yes. I like that. You need to kill Rick. That's who you need to kill. Well, so If you're possibly, going to kill somebody for sure. effect, you got to kill Rick. And that's possible that could happen, you know? It seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But who knows? But I'm just I'm, saying, like... Uh, yeah, but I mean, it is a, a little bit like 24, where you don't think Rick's ever going to die, just like you didn't think Kiefer is ever going to die. Never going to kill Jack. Bauer. Anyone else around Jack Bauer could die at any moment. You expect them to die at yeah. any moment, or be a traitor, even though they've been on exactly. the show six seasons. Yeah. Suddenly, Al Qaeda got what I'm to saying. them. So that's what you kind of like. I Please. mean, yes, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because there is a star of the show after all. That <laughs> yeah, uh, if you lose Rick from that show, you lose like your your poster boy. I don't know. Daryl takes over, becomes more vocal. Daryl is not a leader of men. <laughs> he's, a leader. he's a leader, so, of, leader of milk. So we get the whole episode. So we get the people shooting at him, uh, the bad guys. We still don't really know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, see them towards the end of the episode. I heard one of their names, and I think from that, uh, since I do read the comic book, I am very excited if it is who I think it is. Because the guy's name is Wade. His name is Wade. Wade Wilson. Deadpool. 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 Walking oh, Dead. That's why, they didn't show, that's why they didn't show his face, because it's it all covered up with tumors from it, being Deadpool. And it was Ryan Reynolds who would have right. recognized him in his mask. 
Yep. It was. It's not Deadpool. I'll go ahead and spoiler alert that one right there. Uh, um, you just ruined it. So Wade meets these three people, this guy and these two ladies, and um, they punt, knock him out and kidnap him, make him make him turn him into the pack mule carrying the bag and whatnot. He he reverses on them, steals it, sees there's insulin inside the bag. Since Daryl's a nice guy, he brings it back, and then uh, he bails on them. He takes the little carved figurine of the uh, of the soldier, mm-hmm. which I thought was kids like oh, you got to give me something. Yeah, you just you got to give me something. I'm taking my crossbow. Y'all got it. I don't care what you give me. Just that, that wood figure. Just give me that. I thought that was kind of a fun little thing he did yeah. in exchange for the insulin. And then he teams back up with them again. And then at the end, they sell him down the river. Yeah. It was it was just like just back and forth and back and forth. And where is this going to end? It's going to end with them stealing his crossbow and his motorcycle. And were you like upset that they, they took the crossbow? Yes. <laughs> like they don't know what to do with it. And he does. Very upset. And I'm just like, well, now he has to kill you and get his crossbow. It's like stealing Michonne's sword. When the governor did it, I'm like, well, <laughs> she's getting it back. <laughs> That's her trademark weapon. It's like it's like Rick Grimes with the horse, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't just take the horse. He t- oh, wait, the horse died in episode one. Okay, so here's, here's a question, that, you know, and, and I'm not 100% sure. Nobody knows. They change things up from the comic book all the time. They are not afraid to deviate. So the person I think it is, it might not be him. So tell uh, me about Wade, because you said they didn't show his uh, face for a reason. Really tell well, that's what I'm saying. I mean. Could you give me some background information of what I might, ex- without revealing major plot points? No. Is it really, you can't even tell me anything about him? No. Can I tell you what I think he is, since okay. I have no idea? Sure. Am I allowed to speculate? Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, Wade is a cult leader. Okay. Uh, Wade, uh, obviously, he, he they, they did a whole speech in there about security, and people would give up anything uh, to have security. So I believe he has a compound of some kind, like a Waco, Dave Koresh, Branch Davidian compound uh, uh, that he turned into a religious cult, where he is sort of the dictator, the Kim Jong-un, if you will, mm-hmm. of this place. And he abides with an iron fist, and uh, people have to kind of do his bidding all the time. He is the overseer of the vault, if you will. And these three people, well, two now, because the one lady died being a complete idiot. Well, I knew these people, and now they're dead. Oh, no. Oh, they ate me. <laughs> like, that's the show, dummy. Yeah. But that's who I think Wade is, is that he's some, like, very charismatic cult leader. Well, and you, and you got some clues, maybe, that that's kind of the, at least that's the culture they're coming from, because they're like, we well, don't want to kneel down anymore. Right. Based on all those clues, that's who I think this Wade character is. Okay. Well, I think, you you know, have to have some kind of crazy guy leading a bunch of people. I would, I would say that's a good guess. Sure. Am I right? Yes. Ah, nailed it. See, dot, 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 dot. I've been right. No. Wait, wait. but I was finally Maybe. right. The first Maybe. time in 113 episodes, I was Maybe. right about something. No, you've been right a lot of times. Stop it. Yeah, you're right. You haven't. It's my new ringtone. It's just you saying that. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first. I've been right a lot of times. Yeah. Right wing. <laughs> yes, I'm so conservative. What's wrong with Thank you? Thank you. That's going to be my ringtone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we got our ringtones, folks. Um,. So then we also go back to Abraham, who's having his own little side story, kind of the B story of the whole thing with him and Sasha. And he reveals to Sasha, uh, and Abraham doesn't kill anybody like the whole episode, which I thought was just weird. Like he keeps wanting to kill these zombies and Sasha's like, no, don't do it. And he's like, yeah, but we kill, we clear, we kill zombies. That's what we do. And she's like, no, it's not. And then he ends up getting a missile launcher from a soldier. And it was just bizarre. Like, what was that that all about? I think the Sasha's whole thing was, well, if, if there's zombies that aren't, hurting us and why take the risk of opening up and accidentally getting killed by them you know what i mean just leave them in there but if you leave them to run free they could kill someone else no but the ones that she's talking about is like there's a dude in a jail cell that's locked yeah kill him what's it what's it hurt you to kill him i guess Yes, you know, it's easier to leave him alone, but that's how innocent people get killed in this show. So I feel like she's becoming a little bit more selfish, a little bit more like nihilistic. 
And Abraham has started to walk down that path. Now, what was with Abraham saying that he wanted to like get with her? I want to get to know you a that lot was better. Weird, that dude. Because he still has um, a lady back at camp. But I think maybe he's he's starting to learn. Like I don't know. He did say something like, uh, you know, a guy can tell. So maybe he sensed something, and she didn't say no. She didn't like. Oh him. no, she did not. So she was very clear that she did not say no. But he also was like, she's like, you got some stuff to take care of, <laughs> i.e., Rosita. Yeah, and you know, take care of her. Take care of dead gone gone so that was just a little bit that was just a weird i feel like he just cheated on rosita didn't he kind of in his, in his mind. own way like i'm just saying right now brent we're married men mm-hmm. if we're talking to a lady and we sort of like put it out there oh well if we and look, even if Ray, she says no we're, if, we're essentially cheating if we had to take 20 if we had to take zombies 20 miles away i mean aren't we allowed to be like hey uh, no oh different area code doesn't count yeah right Oh, different wait. area code when walking zombies. Maybe that's different. I don't think so. Uh, I believe what the, are you doing, Abraham? The statement first goes. First of all, I got hoes in different area think, codes. Don't you think? Uh, first, this is what I'd be worried about if I was Abraham. Even if I was having these feelings, wouldn't he think that as soon as they get back home, first thing she's doing is going walking right up to Rosina and be like, "Your dude was hitting on me. I got your man. I got your man, and you don't got one." And then Rosina's like, "Fine, I'll do anybody else here." Like, there's literally a lot of people, right? <laughs> I don't know. I just I really felt like Abraham kind of revealed something that was wrong. Yeah. But I think Abraham was going through some stuff in this episode. Like when that soldier, he crawls on that fence, he gets right in the zombie soldier's face and just starts screaming at him. Mm-hmm. Was he just like staring into the abyss at his own future? Was that kind of what that whole premise was right there? I think he was just like letting out some frustration. I well, look, he just got rejected by by uh Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. Uh, and he also was just like, okay, did he get rejected? Kind of. I mean, halfway. Halfway. That's he not rejection to, go, he to, to me. Go, he had to go up and like smoke a cigar. Those cigars look good. They did look pretty There's good. There's no way they were still like um, good though. <laughs> yeah, no way. Uh, but he he you know he went up there and I think it was just a cathartic thing for him. Like I think so. Yelling in his face and he he was because he's was going a little crazy too. You know. And he got a missile launcher. He got an RPG. Yeah, an RPG. Now that's like Chekhov's RPG, right? That, that in a crucial plot point, that's going to make a difference. That th- well. You don't have an RPG and not shoot it. You know what I'm saying? Sh- couldn't you maybe blow up like that herd with partially? Not enough know. of them. Yeah, some of them though. Yeah, but there's so many. Like you got to take them know. twenty twenty miles out. So no. Yeah, I don't know. Not enough to make it worthwhile. But you could blow up uh, somebody else's compound, maybe. Uh, yes, and I believe that's kind of what I was thinking yeah. about. So Daryl Dixon ends up like uh, he gets double crossed by the two people who talk about Wade, the cult leader. I'm just gonna call him Wade, the cult leader, because that's as far as I'm sure, concerned. Okay. That's who he is. Sure. Until they prove otherwise, and. Um, Daryl Dixon finds, like, sometimes, you know, uh, what do they say? When God closes a door, he opens a window. Mm-hmm. Because he loses his motorcycle. He loses his crossbow. He's sitting there being like, ah, crap. And then he finds like, a truck full of gasoline, <laughs> a tanker full of gasoline. He meets back up with Abraham and Sasha, and they head on back to camp. The end of episode, Brent. So what did we learn in this episode? Um, well, we learned that Daryl is human. Daryl's a nice guy deep down. He's always been a nice guy deep down, though. Yeah. He he kind of has this lone wolf kind I'm of. I'm saying I don't he's like human because thing, but... he got his stuff taken from him. You didn't think that would ever happen. Him getting his stuff. Oh, I see taken what you're saying. Him. Okay, I was referring to when he brings back the insulin. And he was also human. Like, I can't Correct. do that. He brought back the insulin. Yeah, but then he immediately was like, he got punked by them. Yeah, he should never have been punked by them, and then he was. Like, he, good luck. Well. Good luck surviving. You know what? He feels like you need it. He'd been down the road with these people before. He thought they were a team. He, they thought they. He thought they were telling the truth when it was like, "We'll come back to your compound and live in your community." Yeah. And and he he turned his back to him. And when, as soon as he turns his back, whoop! But didn't he do the exact same thing to them earlier when he like grabbed the duffel bag and ran off? Yeah. So I mean, you can't like get mad at them. They just did what you did earlier. No, he wasn't mad at them. He was just basically saying, "Good luck." 
you know. He says, I'm going to come back and get my crossbow back. Yeah. <laughs> I am getting it back one yep. way or the other. So I thought it was pretty decent. Now, thinking about it now, these little slow moving, but pretty decent episode. Yeah. Good character stuff. It was stuff we needed to move the plot forward. Well, we, ha- we hadn't and seen any characters of these characters. We hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, we got to come back. We got to check it, in. It's been an interesting season. I don't know if in a good way in that like the group's not together. They're all separate. Although it happens a lot on the show. Yeah, it does. This is different groups of people that aren't together. You know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't seen Sasha and Abraham together by themselves. And people paired off who haven't necessarily spent a lot of time together. Right. And I think that's kind of cool. You've got Maggie and... Um, How many episodes do we have left yeah. for the finale? Like, like two? Three? Two? That's it? Two, three? Uh, the most shows right now, I don't know about Walking Dead specifically, but most shows have about three episodes left until the fall finale. Yeah. So... Well, we'll see, what, see happens. what happens. Yeah. Any predictions for what's going forward? Yeah. Do you think Wade's going to like be a huge character before the end of this uh, half season? Wade is his real name is Negan. Oh, I'm kidding. That's not I was going to say, no, it's not. Those are two totally different characters. Even I know that and I haven't read the comics because they just cast Negan and I don't know who that is either. But apparently he's awesome. You just look at it up right now. Yeah. Jeffrey and Dean Morgan, the guy who played the comedian in Watchmen. Mm hmm. What's your opinion? You know the character of Negan. You've been reading the comics. Good casting? Yeah, I don't know. He's a great... Uh, I, I loved him in Watchmen. I love that character, the comedian in the Watchmen. So. Uh, I heard that Garrett Dillahunt was in the you know in the works also, possibly, and I love Garrett Dillahunt. Now, who, what's he from? I don't know him. Uh, do you ever watch Raising Hope? No. Um, Deadwood? I, Deadwood? I've seen Deadwood. He was on Deadwood. Okay. He was a guy, and then he, his character died, and then he played another character later. <laughs> oh, he's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is, yeah. yeah. Um, excellent. Well, there we go. There's our Walking Dead prediction for this week. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show in uh, three seconds of The Divinals. Well, before we wrap up the show today, we got to talk about the what's been occupying the most of our lives over the last, I'd say, what, seven days? Yeah. Fallout 4. Um, Fallout 4. You're going to come up with a joke there, and I just cut you off. No. I, I'm, well, I'm kind of done with it. I'm playing Battlefront now. Star Wars Battlefront. That just came out. Mm-hmm. And I played the beta of that. It so was I'll okay. Probably, I'll probably go back to Fallout 4 like in April or something. I have a feeling you're going to play two rounds of Battlefront, take it out, and put Fallout 4 back in for the next six months. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to finish <laughs> Fallout before I go back. I, I played some training in Battlefront, and I was like, that was fun. Back to Fallout. Yeah. I can't imagine playing anything right now but Fallout 4. I've been wanting this game so long. And uh, would you say it's, it's it's been like lived up to the hype so far? Yeah. In some ways, it's different than the other games. Very know? different than the Very other games. Very different. Uh, and I don't even know if that's good or bad. And I'm trying to think of ways that it's different. Um, I feel like the stories, the little missions that you have are longer. Yes. There's Maybe fewer of them and they're longer. And they are longer, which I like. More meat, you know, less little scraps. Yep. Uh, no, you don't have any you? of these kind of crappy missions where there's like miscellaneous missions, which are kind of the basic ones. But in the previous editions, all the missions were sort of lumped together. Right. So the the kind of the junky ones and the main story ones mm-hmm. are all just kind of on the same chart. Now there's a little chart for miscellaneous missions, which are just little one-off things you can do to get a little bit of extra XP. Now there is also a thing where you're kind of like trying to build up uh, uh, communities again. In theory, yeah. In theory, and I'm not really into that part of it. I like it. I would say like that for me, that's the the weakest part of it just because I, you know... Well, one thing that I've loved so far is the vast number of companions that you can have with That's you. That's very cool. And the way they integrate into the storylines, mm-hmm. uh, the way you can send them back to your settlements and treat, and they actually and you like, know where you you know where they are. You know where they you are. Find them again. You know, and uh, and there's so many of them. I found six so far in the first to say like eighteen twenty hours of gameplay. I know people that have found nine plus. Yeah. 
And uh, there's a couple I've heard of that I still haven't even met yet. Well, and you forget, since the setting now is Boston, how Boston. much crazy uh, historical stuff. You just you run into something and be like, oh, I've actually seen that before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, like the giant airship. Oh, there's... Oh, wait, I haven't found a giant airship, there's, but there's... I know it's in there. Um, There's the church where uh, Paul Revere, you know, they were putting the uh, one if by uh, land, two if by sea or lanterns. Just the fun thing in the was the uh, the opening museum you go to, the Museum of uh, History, where you meet Preston Garvey of the Minutemen, who also, you know, yes. Boston. And then you find all these little like statues of redcoats and like, uh, you know, blue coats fighting. Yes. And then there's like the narrator in the background. And it's just like, they'll take our tea, you know, all this good. I don't know. I really love the setting of it. Fenway Park is a location you can go yeah. to. And you yeah. can actually the, like, paint the green monster. For example, the Old North Church, right? Yes. That's the Paul Revere Church. There's yes. a statue of him outside. You go to that church. It's called it. the Old North Church. That's right. It's not called Fenway Park. <laughs> and you just wander in there, and it's just fun to just look around. There's nothing dangerous inside at all. Oh, I'm sure. It's Fallout. What's yeah. ever dangerous? I mean, you got there's a little few creaky boards. Oh, that's a little spooky. Ooh, Here's like, ooh. scary. But you just basically walk through. Maybe there's some couple bottled waters in there for you that are, you have to dust <laughs> off. Do you no, th- and that's it. Do you think this is the most punishing Fallout game you've ever played? Uh, I 100% think it is. It's tough, man. Like, uh, although the thing I like about this game, it is punishing, but this is the first one where you've been able to just like save like all the it's, time. It, saved, it, the, it knows it's a Bethesda game and yeah. it's prone to glitches, so it is saving constantly. Yeah, and, it, and you can also save. Like You can see, oh, this thing's running at me. Save, and then you can start from there. Before, you could not do that. No. So... It is more punishing, but in a way, it's more forgiving in that it saves more often. Yeah, I just did a, um, uh, gosh, the National House of Boston or something like that. The Boston oh, the National House. IHOP. The, the, National I, the International House of House Pancakes. House of Pancakes yeah. in Boston. Very famous. And it's basically a, essentially a dungeon uh, where you can just go in and grab some loot. But there is some stuff in there that mm-hmm. just, it surprised me. And it was massive and difficult. And uh, th- it was not, it was no joke. It was not fooling around. Yeah. If anybody out there has been playing the game, get to that location and Ice up, son. It, <laughs> it's it was get crazy. Tough. I ran up there and I saw the naked guy with his legs crossing goodbye horses, and it was weird. No, that was a previous episode, sir. Oh, <laughs> of Rance and Brent. We're not going back to okay. it again. Goodbye, horses. Stop it. <laughs> um, no, but I, I really like the companion system. I like the fact the companions are actually like more involved. Yeah, there's no morality system, but no. y- your morality is tailored instead of just being like gain karma, lose karma. Mm-hmm. Do it like giving to the poor or stealing things. Instead, your companions are judging you in your actions, right. and they're disappointed or they're excited, or and they have very different things that they like. Like I've got a guy who's a super mutant that I'm going with, and I picked up some energy cells to power power, power armor, and he didn't like that. Yeah. And then I put on a pair. I put on my power armor, and he says uh, uh, he didn't like that either. He just looks yeah. at me and goes, "You look like a funny robot." <laughs> funny robot. <laughs> Not that a was a perfect. Human. That was a perfect superhuman, super mutant uh, laugh. I got to do a voice for Fallout Five, obviously. Let's get me in there, everybody. Super mutants, do it. <laughs> um, and I really like the fact they got involved. The one thing I would say where he gets involved, Preston Garvey is the guy I'm walking with, the leader of the Minutemen. I meet a guy uh, named Dance, who's a Brotherhood of Steel captain. Mm -hmm. And Dance says, uh, uh, I'll invite you into our base here, but you have to tell me where you're from. And I'm a little coy. I go, no, I'm not going to. So he just goes, okay, bye, D. And he starts to walk away. And I go, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm from Vault 111 and da-da-da-da-da. And Dance is like, cool, man. I'm not telling you who I am. And then my follower, Preston Garvey, steps in. It cuts over to him in this like dialogue cutscene, and it's he's just like, "Hey, no, that's not how it works out here." He told you in good faith. You have to tell him now. Mm-hmm. So then he told me who he was, 
And I'm sort of like, how cool that just organically, it's an, it's an open-ended game that can go anywhere, be anything. How cool is it that those little like touches are in there? Right. How well thought out is this game? The answer is very. Yeah. Well, what's been your favorite part so far? Oh, gosh. Um, I got to say, just because uh, I, I love Diamond City. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of the sports theme, yeah. yeah. Fenway Park has been turned into a place called Diamond yeah. City, where they all live in the stadium. Well, okay. Now that I'm really thinking about it, my, uh, oh, what's, he, what's he called? The uh, Silver... The Silver Spectre. Silver Spectre. Uh, I just unlocked this mission okay, right yeah. before I came Silver over Silver Spectre is like a, one of those old like radio shows you would listen to. Like The Shadow. Like The Shadow. Like similar kind of to the Green Hornet. Not a superhero, but a guy that, you know, uh, beats up bad guys. And there's a whole storyline with that that I thought was just super, super fun. Yeah, and I'm just about to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, you know what? Next week I'll talk to you about that. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure I'll be calling you tomorrow to talk about it, oh, to yeah. be fair. Uh, it seems cool. Yeah, and I've heard this spoiled a little bit in that you basically you become a superhero and then you go around doing good around the wasteland. Sure. As a superhero. And that sounds bleeping awesome to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am in. Well, you're wearing a costume. Yeah. Now, what's your character like? I made a character that I think looks a lot well, like. My me. character's wearing the Silver Spectre costume, which is basically like a, a f- like a like a fedora hat and a and a, a long uh, what's it called trench coat. So basically, she basically looks like Karma San Diego. Yeah, where yeah. in the world yeah. is your character? <laughs> okay, tell me this. Here's a picture of my character. Does this look anything like me at all? Um, I think it looks like me. And my wife Melissa said this doesn't look anything if like you're me a at cool all. black dude. That would look like you. <laughs> He's not as pale as me, but that I looks feel like even I... more like. Do you think you're a black guy? What, what is happening here? Yes. <laughs> that that looks is... like skinny Vince Young. Skin... <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to put this picture online, and you guys tell me what's up. I think it kind of looks like me. He put Ray or skinny Vince Young. When my character looks around, it walks around. And he's having these cutscenes and talking to people. I really see it, think it looks like me, but apparently that's what I think I look like. Skinny wow. Vince Young. <laughs> uh, how would you compare this to the uh, earlier games? Mm, I found it to be a little less glitchy. It's way less glitchy. Yeah, I haven't really had a single like game-breaking issue. Yeah. Which um, is nice. I've talked to people that have, though. Oh, yeah? Uh, apparently in that opening cutscene where you're at the museum and you put on the power armor and you fight mm-hmm. the Deathclaw. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he fell down the hole the Deathclaw the death came from. Oh, no. I, that did happen to me one time. And it glitched the game and yeah. the Minutemen disappeared. Oh, they didn't disappear. But I did have a time where the, when the when – the, uh, there's a little hole that kind of goes down below. Yes. And, and it, uh, it was just stuck in there for a while. So I was just shooting. I was like, oh, sweet. It's stuck there. So Done. I just stand right in front and shoot. And then – then I fell in, and then he's attacking me. That's not good. That's the biggest glitch I've had. Uh, yeah, that's not that good. area. Uh, I've had By s- the way, uh, having basically on the first mission you play, having to kill a death claw. Fight a death claw. I mean, that's. But this is a you know what? Because normally in every Fallout game, getting the power armor is a big like moment. Yeah. And it happens like 30, 40 hours into the game, mm-hmm. you finally get power armor trained to do it. Here you get it in the first like what fifteen minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really been using it because I feel like I don't want to. Um, I That's use, the thing about the game is you, you can use it or not use it, yeah, right? I'm, I'm saving it right now because I have a feeling there is some nasty stuff ahead. But anytime I know I'm going to go to a place where there's going to be a fight, when, any place I'm going to go that there's, we're about to brawl out, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to go gear up. <laughs> I got to go put on my armor. 
See, my red hot rod you and painted I play, armor. You and I play different types of games. I've, I when I do that, I was like, I want to be fast and quick. I want to get like if, nope. I, if I'm going with like, where I know there's a lot of guys, I want to get like a little knife where I can just like stab, 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 stab. Yep, I get you. I'm going yeah. in like dog day afternoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just give me the biggest gun I got. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just gonna slowly grind through and take out. Everybody. I have a sniper and then I stab, stab, stab. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But overall, what would you rate this game? Oh, gosh. It, to me, it's a perfect uh, 10. Like I, a two I'm and a half out of 10. Dude, you stop mm. it. Uh, you know, at least a nine. At least a nine. I mean, it's 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 really great. We still Until we've beaten it, we I really can't do yeah, it. I can't judge main it fully line, until yeah. I beat the game. But I would say it's going to be at least a nine for So me. far, it's been it's exceeded my expectations, and I would say those expectations were high. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. loving everything about it. Like Now mm-hmm. that I've got some of this town building stuff figured out, like I understand how it works yeah, now. I'm not into the town building stuff, though. I just don't care about it. You know what I mean? I, I, I already played Fallout Shelter. I played that for three months. Good point, yeah. So anyway, that's our review of Fallout right there. Loving it. Uh, if you got any Fallout experiences, man, tell us about them. Yeah. Just walk up to us. Hey, guys, Fallout. Cool, huh? Yep. Pretty neat. Anyway, let's go back. We'll wrap up the show after three seconds of... Color Me Bad. And that is the show this week. You made it. We're at the end. Brent, how do you feel? I feel great. Strong I'm like bull. Strong like bull. Do you feel good? Na 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 na. Mm-hmm. I knew that you would. Yeah. Na 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 na. I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. That was sure. the James James Brown. No. Oh, I feel good. The na, Godfather na, 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 of Soul. That's not na 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 na. What I you do? Say, it. You sounded like you were saying nanu, like you're doing like Mork from work. What are you trying nanu, to tell? Nanu nanu. You trying to tell me I'm a white guy and like my Fallout Four character? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the TV shading that made him look darker. He looks pale <laughs> as I got him pale as all get out, just like me. Right. Pale mofo. Sure. Anyway, that's the end of the show, everybody. Uh, go on iTunes. Give us five stars because we've earned it through this episode. I've done 113 of these having to get Brent through a show without him mm-hmm. derailing it constantly. I feel that deserves that's five stars That's my job stars to derail me. it. Sort of is. And, uh, uh, yeah, we might have some uh, outtakes one of these times. Sure. No, we would never do that on this show. No. Never put an outtake never. like when you're not listening in the show anymore and Mm-mm. drop an outtake in there. We've never done that. Nope. So go on iTunes, go with five stars, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, or Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast, or even Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com to email the show. Lots of people we got to thank this week, Brent. We have to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang. And the train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. We have to thank Jordan Monsell, the Monsell artist. Sell me some art. Got to go to Silhouettes by Jordan. I feel like we've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. I got to get him some, G- he's going to do me some G.I. Joe art. Yeah. I really want that. Should be good. And we got to thank David Nolder for producing. Dino! Is he still in last place? Dino is out of last place. Stop it. Yeah. It might be the guy that took over for Rafi. Oh, not Rafi's team? Not Rafi's team. That team is Raf- brutal. Rafi's comeback. But he actually wasn't in last place when he took over, and now he is in last place. Do you? Do we have to give Rafi the trophy, though? Or do we give the new guy the trophy? No, I told the new guy. You're taking over. You're taking over everything. Well, Dino, you, have some, you, you, better, you better cut some players. You have some work to do to get worse than this guy. Yeah, Dino. That team is you terrible. want that trophy, you better earn it. And I'm only one step ahead of both of them, so I oh, can't man. talk hey, too much smack right get now. It. You can still get it. Dude. Only got to make the top eight out of 12. Yeah. I mean, an, a, a sub-500 record will easily make it, and then all you got to do is make it. Yeah. All bets are off at absolutely. that point. Absolutely, yeah. Anybody can lose any You got week. a little bit of a hard road ahead of you because you let a couple guys jump ahead of you one game, and there's only three games left. It's only three games left? Oh, because we have a super long playoffs. Yeah. You know what? Got to get it. You got You better win this week, I've dude. had some hard luck losses. I mean, as long as I don't Haven't we all? As long as I don't, like get the baby trophy. I well, want to make the playoffs, true. but at least I won't have the baby trophy. I don't th- yeah. Look forward I mean, to that. I would think that you're not going to get the baby trophy, but you know, you better win another game. I uh, better win a couple. Yeah. Anybody else you want to thank Brent? Matt Stafford. And why this week? Well, you know why. 
because he won in Green Bay for the first time since 1991? He did? I hadn't heard that stat before. Oh, by the way, Brent, that's a real thing that happened this week. Wow. I'm still excited about it. Can you tell? Uh, kind of. Okay. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted, and then you run and you fly.